you've got to be in extreme pain. I mean, partnerships don't break up. Marriages never break up. People just keep going in the direction they're going unless they're in a lot of pain. So what's going to make you make that change? And then when you finally decide to make that change, it's very important to decide what's the first part of the change you can make. So many times, Melinda, people don't make changes because that first step is just way too big. What is the smallest thing you can do? Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I am proud to welcome you tonight to Small Biz Chat Podcast. And I am so excited to be here with you tonight. We have an amazing show in store. Now, here on the Small Biz Chat Podcast, we talk about how to start and grow successful small businesses. And my guests have amazing insight to share. And you're going to get sage advice from multiple perspectives. It's a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get invaluable business advice. And our mission is to end small business failure. So now let me introduce my guest. Our guest is a longtime business expert. I got to tell you guys, he's one of my favorite business experts. He is all about helping companies get unstuck. He's the author of seven business books. He's a family business advisor and a merger and acquisition consultant. His latest book is Change Masters, how to actually make the change you already know you need to make. Where he also hosts the small business radio show on AM820 in Chicago. For more information, go to BarryMoltz.com. Hey, Barry, welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Boy, Melinda, it's always so great to be here and see you. Oh, my gosh. We're so happy to have you. You know, I want to go back to the beginning because this is a great story. I want to know how you became a business expert. (laughs) Well, I became a business expert because I had a lot of success and failure. And so during the bubble of 2000, I mean, everybody thought, well, all I got to do to make a million dollars is to scratch my business plan on the back of a napkin give it to a VC firm, they're going to give me a million dollars. And as you and I both know, it doesn't quite work that way. So in my first book, you need to be a little crazy. The truth about starting growing your own business, I really showed people the ups and downs, the things you go through as a small business owner, how wonderful it is, but a lot of things you need to watch out for. Tell us about your new book, Change Masters, and really what it is you want people to learn from your new book. Well, I think change is difficult for everyone, Melinda. And the reason that I wrote this book is because I had a lot of clients who I would go out as a consultant. We'd sit down for weeks. We'd decide what they needed to change. We'd put together a plan. They agreed that this was the plan. And it was if they executed it, they would make more money. And then, to my surprise, almost nothing ever happened. And so I thought, well, why is it so hard for people to make changes and how can I get them to make the changes that they know they got to make? So that's why I wrote the book. What kinds of things do people tend to struggle with in their businesses? 
Well, I mean, listen, there are five major areas that people struggle with. First of all, it's uh, marketing and sales, right? A lot of small business owners never want to do sales or marketing. They're good at once someone says, hey, I'm interested in your product. They're not really good finding suspects. The other is leadership and management. Most of us have never learned how to be a leader or a manager. I was lucky enough that I spent my first 10 years at IBM. And when I became a manager, they sent me away to a whole for a whole month to management school. We called it charm school to learn how to be a manager. It's most of us don't learn it. The third thing is customer experience. The fourth is really uh, managing money, cash flow. And the last thing is really productivity. We get all these things that get in the way of us really doing the things we should be doing. So that's where people mostly have problems around change. So how can you train your brain to change? Well, you know, you bring it up, you bring up the brain. I mean, we are biologically programmed not to change because our brain is all about survival. And Melinda, what your brain says is that if something has worked out so far and you're basically not dead, you should keep doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, and also as our brains age, we get lazy, right? We want to keep doing the same thing over and over again because it's difficult. I mean, think about when we all used to go to offices, right? We would get in our car and we would get to the office and we didn't know how we actually got there because your brain has this pattern. And it's difficult for your brain to change because it is a pattern-making machine. So you've got to have steps, right? What of course, there's always steps and there's always like 10 or 20 steps and we got 20 steps. <laughs> okay. And it was, Melinda, I got to tell you, it was really funny. So I have this change master worksheet and it's actually in the book. And when I was, you know, I wrote the book and I'm testing out this worksheet. Of course, I give it to my wife, Sarah, is one of the people I give it to, right? And I say, listen, honey, I'm writing a book on change. Can you take the change master worksheet? It talks about what change you want to make and how 20 steps to make the change. She looks at she goes, I don't need to make any changes. I don't have to do this worksheet. So that's about as far as I got with her. But the first thing is you have to say to yourself, what change do you actually want to make? And you have to be really very specific in this area and think about how you're currently making that change. And if you don't make that change, what are the consequences? My belief is People only make changes if they have no alternative. You've got to be in extreme pain. I mean, partnerships don't break up. Marriages never break up. People just keep going in the direction they're going unless they're in a lot of pain. So what's going to make you make that change? And then when you finally decide to make that change, it's very important to decide what's the first part of the change you can make. So many times, Melinda, people don't make changes because that first step is just way too big. What is the smallest thing you can do? So for example, a lot of small business owners, as you know, don't read their financial statements, right? And so you wanna make a change and you wanna read your financial statements, but it's just too big. The, the information you gotta know is too much. So the first part of the change is, can I look at next month what my sales were? Just look at your sales, that's it. And then maybe two weeks later you say, well, let me look at my gross margin make very small patient iterative changes and those things get there. You also need someone that's gonna hold you accountable. I mean, I don't know if you're like me, but if I tell someone I'm gonna go do something, then I actually have more of a chance of accomplishing it than if I just keep it to myself. I get that, I get that. So what are the best ways to make, like to encourage other people to make changes? Like what if you need to get your sales people to make a change? 
Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to set the example yourself. So you've got to show them that you actually can change yourself inside the organization. As I said, you've got to set the example. And then you have to make it worthwhile for them to change. I know for a lot of organizations, you know, Melinda, you and I deal with different CRM vendors. And a lot of companies want to put in a customer relationship management system. But the problem is that no one in the organization actually wants to use it. If you want to make that change, you have to find out what's in it for them. What pain is this change going to solve for them so they can support that change? That's really the only way to do it because everything being equal, people are going to do the same thing over and over again. And of course, Albert Einstein said, that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So if you want to make a change in your customer experience, is it, mm. is it the same kind of thing? Well, the first thing you have to decide is what is the change you want to make? Be very, very specific. Things that are way too broad, we never make those changes because it overwhelms us. So what's the specific change do you want to make? And the way that people usually do that is they come up and they map their customer journey, right? What are all the different touch points that you have with a customer? And what are the results? What are customers saying about it? Are they having a good and bad experience in each of those touch points? And then choose one of those touch points to make the change. See how you do it. Do you succeed? Do you fail? What do you learn from it? And then try to make another change. Now, one of the key parts of making changes, if you're successful, you got to give yourself a reward. For me, it's French fries, right? We don't get enough awards as adults, right? So if you do something good, give yourself an award and then go on to the next change. Very important. Now, I want you to know, I believe in that. I, I give myself all kinds of jewelry rewards all the time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right, because we don't get the ribbons like we used to do when we were little kids. We do not. We do not. And that you know, and as a Jewish guy, I never came in first or second or third place, right? <laughs> Except maybe like in the finance contest or something like that. But not in the sports. And those trophies were small. Well, what kind of changes do people tend to need to make around money management? Well, most people are crappy at managing money, mostly because they don't keep track of it. I will tell you that most small business owners thinks being successful in business is making a lot of sales. You and I know that's not it. It's your cash flow. It's the money you get to keep. That's really what success is. And so how do I know if I'm not, if I'm being, do I have more money at the beginning of the end of the month than have at the beginning of the month? You got to know that. And there are reports inside of your financial system that will tell you that we're just never taught it. I mean, listen, one of my life's missions is to make sure people understand financial statements because in 1999, when I sold my last business and I had an MBA from Northwestern University, I lost a million dollars off the price of my business because I couldn't read a balance sheet. Now, that's not an advertisement for an MBA at Northwestern University, I can assure you. But my job in life was really now, I want to make sure people understand it because it's not, it's not natural, right? It's not intuitive. And unfortunately, I don't believe accountants do enough, Melinda, in teaching people actually what's important on a financial statement. So that's what they really got to get to know. But start small. I mean, even if you just open up your bank statement at the beginning of the month and see, do I have more cash at the end of the month or the beginning of the month? That will tell you if you're cash flow positive, start there. Right. Right. No, like small I, I, changes. I couldn't agree with you more. And when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Barry Moles. 
about how to make the changes you know you really need to make in your small business. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I wanna welcome you to Small Biz Lady University. Our mission here is to end small business failure. So all of the courses here are about two things, how to become your own boss or how to make money online. So that's what we do here. So whether you wanna learn about email marketing and sales funnels, or you're ready to get started with social media selling, or if you're really just getting started with e-commerce, you might wanna jump into our how to sell and market online course. Either way, if you want to learn how to become your own boss and do it well, I have everything you need here at smallbizladyuniversity.com. If you have any questions or have any technical problems getting signed up, just email us at support at melindaemerson.com. Take care. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with all of you. We are talking with small business expert, Barry Maltz, about the changes we know we need to make and how hard that is. And he's got a brand new book, Change Masters, teaching us all what we need to do to make change in our business. So, Barry, how can we be change masters for other people? Well, again, I think, Melinda, you have to set an example, and then you find out what is the biggest pain that people have, and you work on that change, because that's going to motivate them to make that change. If they're not in pain, my experience is people won't make a change. And then how can we change our personal productivity, though, to like manage our time better? This is an excellent question, because people use time as an excuse and not getting things done. It's not about time. It's about focus. Most people, for human beings, our, our natural focus is seven seconds. And that's like squirrel, right? We have to make sure that we shut out whatever the distractions are and focus on the things that are going to make a difference in our business in that day. It's not about time. You just use it. People just use it as an excuse. And then what is the best business advice anyone has ever given you? The best business advice that I ever got was business is not about the ideas. It's about the execution of those ideas. So since they're about the execution, it's really about the people that you're doing it with, not what you're doing. I learned that the hard way. Uh, I, I know that you have. Well, well, thank you so much, Barry. I really appreciate your valuable insight on how to make change habits so that we don't hurt ourselves and our businesses. What is your favorite podcast, Barry Maltz? Well, I got to say it's yours, Melinda, if I can't choose mine. So it's definitely yours. I'm glad I got to go first on that one. <laughs> well, thank you, Barry. I appreciate it. I actually love your podcast, too. Barry Maltz, what's your favorite app? I got to say mine is very practical. It's Zoho Sign. I find I got to sign so many things. And we used to print the document, sign it, right? And then scan it and send it back. Now you can just do it electronically and Zoho Sign works perfectly. Love it, love it, love it. Favorite old school marketing tip? I would say to try to get to a yes or a no. Of course, yes is the best answer when you're trying to sell something, but no isn't bad because when someone gives you a quick no, it releases that opportunity and you can go on and move to other opportunities where people might say yes. What is the best business book you've ever read? Best business book you've ever read? Um, I would say Love is the Killer App. I love that book because it really talked about how important relationships are in business. And I thought, think that Tim Sanders really got it right. And that book's got to be at least 20 years old. 
thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you're still working on your digital pivot, please take advantage of Small Biz Lady University. We have four courses available for you to take your business to the next level. And I want to invite you to check them out because everyone deserves to make the money that they work so hard for it. So listen, a mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host, and I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you won. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.